It's time to renew your mind, yeah It's time It's hard to focus on what lies in front of you If you're always looking behind Do you want truth? Maybe clarity The Raw Talent Podcast is out here changing lives The day I went from dark to light And it's the same day I came to life And you can too Welcome to the Raw Talent Podcast And here's your host, Dave Talent Welcome back. It is time to get real raw again as we seek together all things true, all things clear, and all things in freedom. As we discuss today, is it true? Is it absolutely true? Now, most of the time in our life, we think that the thoughts we're thinking are true. So whatever we're thinking, whatever we're saying is true. That particularly shows up in relationships or at work or wherever we're at in interacting with human beings. Or we hear the things, you know, you got to speak your truth or our truth. For me, I just have this theory that there's only the truth. Much like the law of gravity, and I've talked about this on a previous podcast, much like the law of gravity, it's a law. And your truth or my truth about gravity is irrelevant when we're standing on that building, on the top of the building. And if your truth thinks that you can fly, and you want to jump off that building, go for it. Try it out. Test your truth out. Most likely, your truth is going to cause you to suffer. If my truth is that I can jump off the building and and gravity has no effect on me and no bearing on me, then again, I'm probably going to suffer when I hit the ground as well. Now, that's a pretty extreme example of like jumping off a building, but most of the time in our daily interactions, we don't realize what we're thinking and saying and the impact it's going to have and the relationship have in other other situations. We don't even know what the impact is going to be out into the future. And if we operate like our thoughts are true all the time, sure, we'll get blessings. But my theory is that we will also suffer. If we run around thinking that we're always right, we will suffer. I remember in some of my coaching there was a statement that said, hey, I'd rather be rich than right. And of course, that sounds like we're talking about money, but it could be that what we could define rich is whatever we want in life, right? We could define rich rich as being, I want the truth. I want to live in the truth, the actual truth. I want to I live in integrity. I want to have peace, love, and happiness, right? I want love and respect in a relationship. So as I get into these situations where there's going to be conflict, right, in a relationship, the question for me would be, would I rather be rich or would I rather be right? See, would I rather be rich in understanding, having the ability to have skills in conflict resolution, how to repair ruptures, how how to get in there and, and empathize with each other, how to get to the core of the situation, the core of what each person wants, right? What does each person want in that situation? What are the needs, musts, and wants, right? And be able to get to that clearly. Or would we rather be right and win the argument or win the situation or get to the mountaintop and, you know, winning and losing? There's somebody's got to be a winner in the argument and somebody's got to lose in the argument. And again, that may be based off a thought in my mind that's not necessarily true. Now, I always love to give credit where credit is due. Part of where I got this line of thinking and this kind of framework came from coaching. And I would highly encourage the audience here to to engage in coaching wherever you can. 
to improve your mindset, to expand your mind, and maybe even lead you to the truth. Where, where do I first start? Of course, I start with the Bible, right? I start with God's Word, and I triangulate the truth, like I've talked about in a previous podcast. I triangulate the truth, God's truth, as the framework. So for me, for example, we start with Philippians 4, 6 to 13. God, I mean, the, the scripture says, do not be anxious about anything. In other words, another translation, don't worry about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So with gratitude, we, with gratitude and thanksgiving, we present our requests to God through prayer and petition. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Dwell on these things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. And he continues, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I love that part. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can do all things in Christ Jesus. So this points us to not worrying, but also points us to truth, right? It says we are to dwell on whatever's true. So through some of my coaching, again, I want to give credit where credit's due, because some of this revelation or this framework in truth after it came from the Bible came from coaching. It came from the willingness to jump into coaching, finding myself in a pit, in a, in a pit of, of disconnection in my relationships, disconnected in my finances. I, had, I was grinding all the time. I was grinding all the time at work, always looking at the finances every two weeks going, how the hell am I going to feed my family? How am I going to keep this roof over our head? How am I going to sustain this? The debt was just racking up. It was racking. And if you all have been in that spot before, the interest was starting to exceed my ability to pay the debt. The interest was getting ahead of me. So every two weeks, I had no idea how to pay for my bills, my debt. I didn't know how to pay you know, for food for the family, gas to get to work. I didn't know how to sustain relationships. You know, the stress was adding up and, and impacting the relationships. And ultimately, it impacts my marriage, which in, ends up in divorce. But as I jump into this coaching, I'm like, I know something has to happen. I have to... Find a way to come out of this pit, to go from dark to light. And the willingness to jump is what led me down this path. To jump into the coaching, to jump into mentorship, to follow coaches through the process, to jump. And, and in doing so, I was led to this kind of framework by these coaches. And again, I, I want to give credit where credit is due. For Warrior, for Garrett J. White, Sam Fausalfi, Derek Keller, Garrett Bake. Jesse Yule, Jim Stagg, AZ Arahu, all these guys, Tim, uh, Jeremy Finley, all these guys were putting out that energy, putting out this framework, leading by example. One of the biggest things was that you can't lead something if you're not living it. 
and they were living by example. I could see it in that space. I'm like, you know, I want to jump into that truth and go from dark to light. And one of the biggest things I learned through that entire process was just to really question my thoughts, to do inquiry in my thoughts. They used a tool that was called the stack. And they've taught, referenced doing the work all the time. And part of that was referenced to an author named Byron Katie. And she says she calls it the work as well. You can go online, Google her, do the work or the work. Uh, I think her website said work.org. Again, I get nothing for advocating these folks. These are folks I'm just simply paying it forward to that have impacted my life and changed the trajectory of my life. This one question has been instilled in my DNA where before I wouldn't even think about it, this one question is instilled in my heart, in my mind, in my DNA. When it comes to a thought, when it comes to a moment when I'm about to say something, when I'm about to speak in a conversation or speak in an argument or speak to my children, speak to my peers, when, when I'm feeling something, when, I'm, when something's been triggered in my mind and I, I want to get a little angry or frustrated about it, this, this one question has changed the, the course of my life. It's ingrained my DNA. And the question is very simple. Is it true? Is it true? Is what I'm about to say to my spouse or my partner true? In this moment of frustration or this moment of anger or upset, is what I'm about to say true? In this moment of upset or, or conflict, is what am I thinking? Is what I'm thinking absolutely true? And there's a process for it. Do your own research with that or DM me. Uh, reach out to me on Facebook. and I'll lead you down the path to that. But there's a process to it. But the ultimate part of the process is the question, is it true? And if you resist it a little bit, right? If you resist it a little bit, then the, the second question would be, is it absolutely true, right? Is what I'm thinking absolutely true? And doing inquiry on in your thoughts and what's going on in your mind and on what you want to say. And most of the time people will resist and say, of course it's true or it's absolutely true. And then it would be suggested that you close your eyes and you really dig into your mind to inquire into that thought for every example where it's true and for every example where it's not true. So for example, this is going to be kind of a simple example, but you walk out the front door today and your significant other, your partner, doesn't give you a hug. Doesn't give you a hug. And maybe something in the past, a past relationship, causes you to be triggered. It gets you upset. Like your anxiety, your anxious attachment, or your, your avoidance. Your, like Something about it causes you to react. And you start to get upset. And you build that upset. And, for, and this thing's like, if we go back to a previous podcast, 1.618, the golden ratio... This thought is going to grow into a spiral. It's going to spiral out of control, right? Whatever is going on in your head at that moment that they don't give you a hug is going to begin to spiral. It's going to start to expand. So for example, they don't give you a hug. While that upsets me, she should have given me a hug or he should have given me a hug. That's where it starts. And from there it expands to, wow, maybe my spouse or significant other doesn't love me. So now I'm thinking they don't love me because they didn't show affection in the morning. They must not love me. And then it ultimately expands to, wow, maybe they're not the right person for me. 
Maybe they're the wrong person. Maybe I shouldn't have married them. Maybe I married the wrong person. By that point, you're really deep in the pit. You're really deep in the mud if it gets to that point. And again, I'm making this a very simple example, but I'm sure many of us have been there where our minds just take us to places that we didn't expect to go. And ultimately, this story that we've created in our mind is beginning to cause us to suffer. Ultimately, we're suffering. But if I had a tool or a technique where I could stop that spiral, break that spiral, and I could actually inquire into my thoughts, I could get to the truth, right? I could go from dark to light. In the essence, what was instilled in me and through the coaching, through Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is, or even just seeing her on YouTube, watching her work through the process with people, doing the work with people, the ultimate question is, is it, is it true? Is what I'm thinking or saying true? And if I want to wrestle with it a little bit, I can always ask, is it absolutely true? And then what I have to do is, again, go in my mind. So in that example, I could go in my, my mind right now and go, okay, I walked out the front door today. They didn't give me a hug. That means they must not love me. That means they must be the wrong person. And if I was going to do the work, in essence, I would get to a point where I dig into my mind and my heart. And I would, I would, look, I would try to find the evidence for that, that statement, that story. That's most likely not true, right? And what inevitably happens is if I dig into my mind, I would find all the examples of where, uh-oh, my spouse or my person, my partner, actually does love me. You know, last night they cooked me dinner. The next day they did my laundry. The day after that, they gave me a hug. Or they told me they loved me. Or they sent me a text. And I found every example where they actually did something for me. Or they did show their love. And I could find the evidence where it's actually the statement's not true. Maybe you do find the evidence it is true. So, but the bottom line is you dig into your mind for the most part. And then here's the irony of the whole situation. So we spend the whole day thinking that that, that person didn't give me a hug in the morning, thinking they're not the right person, thinking that they don't love me, when on the other side of the coin, the other side of the equation, your person or your spouse or your partner was spending the whole day thinking and waiting about seeing you. And they were getting excited about seeing you when you came home. And they were getting excited about maybe even a date night that night. They were getting excited about even being intimate. They were getting excited about that the whole day. And you're, you're spinning, she's, that partner's spinning one way and you're spinning the other way because of a trigger, because of one moment. And then a thought process that spiraled into the dark, particularly from a thought that wasn't 100% true. So then, so the suggestion today is what I advocate today is as we move through our next week, inquire into your thoughts. When you have a thought about a particular person or situation or circumstance, you have a particular feeling, sit with it, let it be, let it show up, let, it, let experience the full feeling, whether it's anger or upset, Experience the full feeling and then simply ask the question, is it true? And if you wrestle with it a little bit, ask the second question, is it absolutely true? Is what I'm thinking true? Because scripture tells us again, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything's excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Dwell on those things. And then when in doubt, don't worry. But in every situation, in prayer and petition, with gratitude, 
Pray, present your request to God, and then know in your heart that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Again, as you go through your week, is it true? Is it absolutely true? Is what am I thinking? Absolutely true. As always, my wish for you is peace and blessings, and peace, happiness, truth, trust, love, and respect. Until the next time we're together, keep rising and rise again. Continue to rise as we transform through a new of our minds. Continue to seek all things true and all things free. Continue to seek that clarity in every area of our life. Remember to find the good, find the peace, find the blessings in your life, and all the things that we're grateful for. Most importantly, all glory be to God and the way, the truth, and the life in Jesus Christ. Amen.